Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent pending movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Wednesday, June 14th, 2023, and today we are reviewing a film that wasn't initially on our schedule, and I think Tyler might have done it on purpose, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Rise of the Beasts? Did Correct. I get that right? Yeah, you nailed it. Transformers Rise of the Beasts, Ty. We saw this together. We did, in an actual theater. And did you purposely leave it off the schedule? Uh, I don't recall. So, <laughs> Transformers, these movies are always interesting. Um, they're kind of... When there's filmmakers like Scorsese and all these guys complaining about the status of cinema nowadays, and they usually complain about the MCU, mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like they should direct their complaints towards franchises like the Transformers franchise. And the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about it after... Do you want to do after or before on the spot, making you make a decision? Um... After, yeah, after after the movie ranking scale, we're going to do another draft because I don't know how long we're going to talk about Transformers. We're going to draft our top five robots. It's really not that creative. It's just it's a movie about robots, so we're drafting our top robots. It's robot draft. I'm excited. Time. Time. Let's get into the show. It works every time. John Stamos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. I don't feel so good. Smash! I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> Thousands of years ago, the Maximals made a sacrifice to protect the universe from evil. Now that the threat has returned, the Transformers on Earth must team up with both humans and the Maximals to stop the destruction of worlds. I need to make a mental note because um, every time you read synopsises, you read them a little quiet than you normally talk. So I think I just need to raise your levels while you read synopsises. I think when I'm trying to do my narrate, I, I realized it right now when I started talking after that. <laughs> my narrator voice has a, you know, I try and make it more crisp. Yeah. So it's less less quantity, more quality. <laughs> okay. Great synopsis, Ty. <laughs> Transformers, you. Rise of the Beasts. Yeah. 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, 91% audience score. Holy shit. This is a sequel to the Bumblebee movie, kind of, but a prequel. I'm I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. I think these this is supposed to be a prequel to the Shia LaBeouf movie still. Is it? The when did the Bumblebee movie take place? Like, late 80s. Because they mentioned oh, the Bumblebee shit. movie in this. Did they? Yeah, Optimus Prime was talking to Bumblebee, and Bumblebee was, like, defending... Uh, not defending, but he was like wanted to work with uh, what's his name? Humans. Um, the Anthony Ramos. Anthony Ramos wanted to work with Anthony Ramos, and Optimus goes, "I know you had a good experience with one human, but B, but they're not all like that, or something like that." That's incredible, Jay. I don't know if you know this, but the guy who voices Optimus Prime has been doing it for like thirty years now. <laughs> as soon as he kicks the bucket, I think you throw your name in the hat. <laughs> Why? Thank you. It's um, not bad. <laughs> Give me a little bit of time with like Adobe Premiere, and I just kind of mess with that that audio <laughs> we can get you behind the wheel of that freight liner thank you um yeah so i don't know if it's supposed to be yeah it's the seventh installment of the transformers live action film series serving as a standalone sequel to bumblebee and a prequel to the the older transformers that really would have made bumblebee's death way less impactful in this movie <laughs> if i would have known that Oh, I knew as yeah, as soon as he died, I was like, he's coming back. I mean, uh, A, it's they're not gonna kill Bumblebee in no, the Transformers no movie. And B, uh, spoilers. You, anyone who listens to this podcast knows spoilers. Always are coming, spoilers. But every review is a spoiler review. Yeah, they're not gonna kill Bumblebee, and I knew he was coming back. Now it's gonna be interesting, again, spoilers, because the end of this film, 
how is this a prequel to the old Transformers movies with Shia LaBeouf when now they are trying to set up the Mattel Cinematic Universe? Yeah, where do they was G.I. Joe working in the, the fucking shadows the entire time? It was just like Shia LaBeouf's other movie, Eagle Eye. G.I. Joe was following Shia LaBeouf around in Bumblebee? I, I don't know. And then there's there's obviously already been G.I. Joe movies. There was the Snake Eyes movie we reviewed on this podcast, which was supposed to be the reboot of Ooh. the G.I. Joe, you know, I wonder when franchise. that took place. I Was don't know. In the 90s? No, I, it was like modern day, I'm pretty sure. That's what I thought. So I, I don't know what they're doing. It's are, we just, gonna get, are we going to get a Channing Tatum in a Transformers movie? Because he was G.I. Joe. I said Mattel. It's actually Hasbro. I'm an idiot. Um, the Hasbro Cinematic Universe, the H, the HCU. HCU, okay. Um, and I'm just excited because I don't know what kind of things uh, Hasbro owns. You know, I'm going to look it up right now. Hasbro Stretch Armstrong? Properties. Feels like they own that. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong. Hasbro franchises. Let's see. Dungeons and Dragons. Is that going to be part of the Hasbro Cinematic Universe? I don't know how they connect that movie. Monopoly? Okay. Magic the Gathering? I could see that connecting to Dungeons and Dragons. Maybe they have like the MCU, like on Earth, off Earth. What about? Whoa, there is a Hasbro comic book universe. is an American comic book franchise and shared universe created by IDW Publishing based on various properties of the toy company Hasbro. In this HBCU, we have the Transformers. The New Avengers slash the Transformers. Okay, that's a, that's a crossover. G.I. Joe. And it looks like that's it. It's just a lot of Transformers in G.I. Joe comics, Ty. Love that. So I think we're just going to get Transformers and G.I. Joe working together. Gem in the Holograms. Don't know what that is. Micronauts. Don't know. Action Man. Whatever that is. Cabbage Patch Kids. There's not a Cabbage Cabbage Patch Kids comic. Oh, shit, Jay. You know what they own part of? What's that? Fortnite. (laughs) They distribute all the Fortnite toys with Epic Games. I don't know. I, it seems like we'll just get a Transformers G.I. Joe crossover. I, I think if this works out for them and they keep producing like Hasbro content, tell me fucking the Fortnite movie doesn't end up being their like multiverse movie where they just bring everyone in. Because that's all Fortnite is now anyways. It's just skins of everything. Would a Fortnite movie sell? Or is it too... Oh my god, it would... You think so? Yeah, you make that a family movie. Kids are obsessed with that still. I think Minecraft would sell. 100%. I think- there's multiple things we're, we're going to see in cinema. This is becoming a meta conversation. A, we're already seeing it. They Every- fucking own Stretch Armstrong, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has to be a connected universe now. Marvel started that. You know, we have Transformers and G.I. Joe. We have, you know, obviously DC that fits a little bit more seamlessly with the comic books. But there's other examples. Obviously, Sony's doing their thing, and I'm sure I'm missing other examples. But, you know, everything's got to be a connected universe. And then B, we're probably going to see a lot more of these video game movies because Sonic was received well, made a lot of money. Mario was received well, made a lot of money. A lot so of money. I know there's a Minecraft movie somewhat in the works, and nope. there's probably a Fortnite movie, and there will be a Pac-Man movie. And They own Battleship. That was already a movie. You can just retcon that into this universe. <laughs> <laughs> um, Transformers tie, The Rise of the Beasts. I'm trying to find Box Office Mojo the first weekend. 193 million. That seems pretty decent, right? Oh, that's very good. Yeah. So these movies are still making money. So as long as they're making money, they're just going to keep churning them out. Now, this is a classic kind of like Fast Fast and the Furious where it's a lot of international, 120 million, um, which obviously there's usually more international because there's just the whole world instead of America. But um, it's, it's driven pretty heavily, probably by China, I would guess. 
um, just because that's how it naturally goes. But yeah. Just be ready for more Transformers movies, Ty, and be ready oh, to review them. I, I had no doubt that we would be getting more. Um, I will say, talking about the Transformer universe as a whole, who's the most famous Transformer? Probably Bumblebee just because of recent No chance. Iterations. It's still Optimus Prime. I don't think so. Okay. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm with you. I don't know. I'm real sick and tired of these movies being like, oh, Optimus is the badass leader. And then Bumblebee saves the day every fucking time. Every <laughs> single time, it's this undervalued little Camaro who saves the day. Undervalued little Camaro. Yeah, Ty, it's... He, he should be the leader, because in every one of these fucking movies, he's, he's the star of the Shia LaBeouf franchises. He's the star of the Bumblebee franchise. And Optimus Prime's the leader and the cool guy, and he's the Prime. And No! Does, he sucks without Bumblebee. Do the Transformers have like a Justice League problem where it's just like, oh, Superman's just going to lead everything and figure it all out? Because Optimus Prime, he did get the kill shot on the bad guy. He was he fucking, burnt him in some lava. He was fucking dead until Bumblebee showed up <laughs> and played music out of his mouth. <laughs> so, oh, movie idea. Oh, shit. What? Optimus Prime goes evil. The Transformers have to fight Optimus Prime. He wears a black suit. <laughs> yeah. It's a paint job. <laughs> yeah. As I've always said, on, I've said on this podcast multiple times, I just want to see Superman versus the Justice League. Yeah. Just give me Optimus Prime versus the rest of the Transformers versus the Autobots. Okay. I, I'll i take it. Because I, I agree that. with you. Optimus Prime, he's the leader, but... Bumblebee's the star. I feel like he just has a tendency to get his ass kicked until the very end. Yeah. But that's what makes him a Prime, baby. Um, we saw this together. Civic Plaza. Tales from Civic Plaza, Ty. Um, there was an annoying baby next to you. Mm, yeah. Um, I knew that was probably getting under your skin. I was staying. I was staying as patient as possible. I don't mind the crying kid. Like it's it's a family movie. If you got a Are crying you sure? kid, you get a little that, bit of leeway. That kid was like two. You get a little bit of leeway. It's when your fatherhood act- changing your perspective. You you get a little bit of leeway. It's when you're actively ignoring him, and then when you do give him attention, you give him a phone to play videos on without <laughs> headphones. That's when it gets to me. And then shortly after, they left the theater and just never came back. Look, I'm not a father like you, Ty. Happy early Father's Day, by the way. Thank you. Um, but I just—I don't think I'm taking a two-year-old to go see Transformers in the theaters. Yeah. I just I, I, Maybe if it's like four weeks into the running and you know the theater's going to be empty, you check Fandango beforehand, there's no one else really there, you want to try it out, see how he does, sure. First weekend, packed house. I, I, I just don't know if I would do it because I wouldn't want to give myself that stress. Yeah. I so. just like know your kid. Yeah, that's too. If he's going to be a problem the whole time, like, I'm sorry, you got to get a sitter. Or wait, don't go on, like, literally a full fucking theater. You had to get our tickets because they were running out of spaces. Every yeah. single seat in our row was filled. Every single one. So when I texted you the day before that seats were selling quickly and we had to get tickets, partially that was true, but I found out after the fact a whole row was not available because they were D-Box seats. I figured that out as we were leaving the theater. Oh. That's why, because no one was... There wasn't really many people sitting in the D-Box. I think I would have got motion sickness in D-Box seats from this movie. Because <laughs> I almost got motion sickness in the regular seat. <laughs> just watching it. Yeah. Um, so we had that. Did you hear the lady to my left that was just eaten into everything that the movie had to offer? No. She was the extreme version of me. Having the time of her life? She was laughing at every joke. She was like commentary. Like just letting it rip. And I enjoyed it. It made the film more enjoyable. I don't hate when people enjoy a movie. <laughs> like it, it was nice. Um. We were in the theater that still has broken AC somehow, like five years later. It was a little toasty to me. I don't know if you very noticed Very hot. That. I didn't know that that was why. 
the one right before right behind the concessions that one it's had air conditioning problems i remember seeing batman versus superman in that theater oh my god and then being like hey just a heads up the ac's broken it's kind of hot in there it's still very hot in there yeah um we also took gavin gavin went with us yep i asked him because he's on summer break he's been bored and stuff and i just was like hey are you interested in seeing transformers like you don't have to go like me and tyler are gonna go like do you want to just get out of the house whatever he said yes Told his mom beforehand he doesn't really care about Transformers, but he'll never say no to seeing a movie. He left the theater tie. He loved this film. Did he? He loved it. He was talking to, I mean, it was a very short car ride, but was talking about it the whole car ride home. Told his mom about it. His mom was telling me that he was talking about how good it was and he wasn't expecting to like it so much and everything. And I was like, you know what? It might not have been my cup of tea fully. Spoiler alert. But hey. Gavin enjoyed it. So I, I love that for him. Um, I didn't I'll be honest, Jay. It was in the back of my mind when we were leaving the theater. I had some commentary that I was like, maybe I was gonna sh- shit talk him a little bit. And I was like, I don't want to ruin this for him if he enjoyed it. Because I had a feeling he enjoyed it. He oh. seemed locked in while watching. <laughs> he he was so locked in, he said afterwards that he forgot to eat his popcorn or drink his water because he was so locked in. No chance. Yeah. You didn't realize he still had a full box of popcorn and no. his water wasn't touched? Wow. Yeah, he just took that home. He just enjoyed it at home. The only nutrition he needed was on the screen. <laughs> He did look at me a few times because I audibly laughed during not funny parts of this film because they made me laugh because yeah. it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And each time he looked at me like, why is Jay laughing? Yeah. He also <laughs> looked at me with the most <laughs> panic face ever when you had to step out for like 30 seconds in a key moment because you had a phone call. Yeah. He looked at me like like he was concerned that you were missing that portion of the film. Oh, he I, felt for me? Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> He's like, where's he going? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I appreciate that from him. <laughs> so he wanted to make sure I got the full experience that he was getting. Yeah. So Gavin really enjoyed this. I'm sure if he did a scale, he'd probably give it like a 90 out of a hundred. Um, but Gavin's notorious for saying that the most recent film he's seen is his favorite film of all time. So um, I, I love that for him. I'm glad he had a good time. <laughs> I'm not going to have a, I'm not going to good time. Shame people. Plot slash story tie. Did you have a good time with the story that was told in this film? Not particularly, no. <laughs> um, I think it was, look, it's the MacGuffin. It's the, oh, we all need this magic item. It's just so run-of-the-mill mm-hmm. for movies. Mm-hmm. And then it was, let's fight for this item, and then let's continue fighting for this item, and then continue fighting for this item, and then the movie's over. <laughs> yeah? I, I just, there was, like, the, the humans, and they wanted, like, the emotional side. I could give two fucks about the characters that were in this, the human characters. Anthony Ramos's character kind of stunk, and they almost like tried to make it like a love interest with those two. Spoiler alert! Uh, spoiler alert! Mm-hmm. The worst on stre- on screen chemistry I've seen in a very long time. Wow, they just they felt so awkward and out of touch with each other. And he like runs over like, "Oh my god, are you okay?" Like hands on her face like he cares, and it's just like, you don't care about her. You don't give a fuck about her. Okay. Um, I like when they went to the city and they were like, oh, we'll let the, the bad guys were like, oh, we'll let the Autobots get the other piece. Like there's humans. We have to stop. Why the fuck would they care that there's humans? Why wouldn't they just fucking Godzilla through that town to the, the thing they need? Yeah. That never made sense to me unless they were like scared of getting nuked. That's what I'm saying. Like uh, you're like, oh, quote unquote indestructible. And it was like, let's just sit back on this one. We can't disturb. Like they're having a parade. Like I get it for the Autobots. They don't want to be discovered. Like we got to keep it low key. The bad guys should have just gone, gone like full Kaiju on that town to get what they needed. Everyone in that city should be dead right now. <laughs> you're not wrong, Ty. Um, I didn't like the story very much. I give it a five out of 20. Wow. Pretty low for you. 
It's, yeah, it's fairly low. I could have gone lower, but the pacing was fine. It's a dumb action movie, so I'm not expecting to see like an award-winning story. Didn't bore me to death. No, it didn't. Um, yeah, the story. I mean, it's been told in pretty much every Transformers film. Some sort of, you know, the interstellar. Allspark. I know it was the Allspark yeah. on the first one. Interstellar relic that needs to be had, and both sides want it, and they're fighting for it. And um, I love the Transformers. What I love about the Transformers movies is there. There's always got to be something for the humans to do. Like you think about it, like there should be no reason why humans are even like in this at all, whatsoever. Useless. Like this is like the MCU, like them literally going and getting a like a random guy off the street. It's like let's go fight Thanos. Yeah. Come on, Craig. <laughs> While I think about this, this movie, I guess this is a good time to talk about it. This movie had so many like other movies in it that I kind of like made it funny to me, like. This movie had more Fast and the Furious in it than recent Fast and the Furious movies because there was some driving scenes in this. I fucking loved the scene with the Porsche where he's just driving away from the cops and like drifting around corners that felt and shit. Like classic. I was like, I needed this out of the Fast and Furious. Why can't Paul Walker's ghost be doing this in the new movie? <laughs> we have a little bit of like a King Kong vibe with the gorilla transformer. With the, with the giant gorilla. Uh, and then they had their best attempt at... I literally think they watched it and were just trying to replicate it. That last fight scene... What, it looked like just Avengers Endgame. Like, they literally had Optimus Prime and Optimus Primal. They had to say Autobots roll out at the oh, exact yeah. same time. Yeah. And then it was, like, two charging si- sides. And the cuts were just identical. Like, the cuts were the same. The barren landscape looked identical. So, it was like, we got Avengers Endgame. We got we got uh, King Kong. We got some Fast and the Furious. Um, there was another one, too. I can't think of off the top of my head right now. But it was just – it was a nice mixture of all these film influences, Ty. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> so, um, you could call that like a nice mixture and like a, you know, a, a nod to all the other films. Or you could tell, call it like really lazy stealing from everything else. Look, they know what they want to make a popcorn movie. And yeah. they know what people want to go see. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the plot's whatever. There, it's We've seen it done before. You ha- you You force these humans into this story that doesn't totally make sense. Like, why any human would even be in this, I don't understand. Like, when Anthony Ramos was, like, doing it for the money, okay, I can get behind that a little bit. And then it turns into, like, he wants to save the universe. Like, what are you going to really accomplish, dude? And then, like, of course, they they, the humans have to crawl through the little cubby holes at the end because they got to be, you know, pivotal to this. Um, And that's the thing is, like, I would get it if the Transformers, like, were these, like, robots that couldn't do human things, but, like, they transform into just basically humans. Like yeah. they transform into things with legs and arms and hands and and a conscience and like there's nothing there's nothing a human should be able Besides to do. fit in small spaces. Just break open the space. That's all you do. Break open the space. <laughs> I'm so, the big ass fucking opening in the ground in that city. That yeah. small transformer who's a motorcycle could have fit in there. Oh yeah, she was for basically sure. human sized. She could have done all the things the humans did. You're not wrong, Ty. Un- unbelievable. You're not wrong. Also, did you understand why the bird got corrupted by the bad guys like Bad Juju, but nobody else that got in a fight with the bad guy got corrupted? Did I miss something? I mean, he threw something on her that like intentionally affected her, but oh, okay. I, I don't understand why. He didn't do that to just everyone? Yeah. Could you? I'm, there's your Superman goes evil. Do that to Optimus Prime, <laughs> dog. Is that the next Transformers movie? Is Was that the post credit scene we missed because we yeah. didn't wait for it? Was just little... a tiny little sliver on his toe growing. Ooh, now I kind of want to look up Transformers. Come on, there's no fucking chance they did that. That'd be sick, though. Bad Optimus Prime? 
Um, it would be sick. They just didn't do that, though. I gave it a six. I gave it one better than you. I almost gave it... I mean, it's one better. I gave it a little bit of credit. The score is still not good, obviously. But I gave it a little bit of credit for not having too much story and not trying too hard with the human elements. Yes, they did try still. They kind of have to. It kind of sucks, but they do. I, I'm sorry. I think we're mature enough as a population to not need humans in these movies. Um, yeah, you're probably right, Ty. I think we can handle it. Um, also, the post credit scene, uh, I think Mirage is, is back. He's not dead anymore. That's what oh, we okay. missed. Anyways, I want to lead that into my next category, though. Key elements, Ty. How many Transformers movies have you seen? Three. So two before this. I've seen Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. The first one. I've seen, I believe, Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox, the second one. Okay. And this one. You never saw Bumblebee? Nope. Bumblebee's actually a pretty good movie. I've heard it. I've heard it's very good. John Cena and, and um, Haley Seinfeld. Dare I say the only serious, the only time John Cena played a serious role actually good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That feels kind of like John Cena's land. He's kind of playing just the Marine from his WWE movies. <laughs> That's fine. Um, the problem with the older Transformers movies, now I never saw the Mark Wahlberg ones because I got so sick and tired of Transformers 2 and 3 with Shia LaBeouf. And they actually had a joke about Mark Wahlberg in this. I thought that was a funny meta joke. The problem with those is they're so fucking long and boring. Like, they're just, there's so much, like, needless. I don't remember if it was, like, politics or, like, um, expositions. It's the humans. Yeah, those movies were, like, two hours and 45 minutes long. I don't know how true that is, but that's how they felt when I watched them. And I really liked the first one as a kid. And then I liked the second one a little bit less, and I hated the third. And I was Gavin's age where, like, you love every movie that, you know, comes out and it becomes your favorite movie. At least that's how I was. Yeah. Um, this one it wasn't that, at least. Like, there was a lot more action. There was a lot more just Transformers. And, yeah, the, the, the plot and the story kind of sucked for it. But it wasn't a three-hour slugfest where I was just like, dude, what are we doing here? You yeah. know? And that's Transformers Dark Side of the Moon or Dark of the Moon. How long is it? Let me see real quick. Two hours, it's 154 minutes. So that's, what, two hours, 34 minutes? Yeah. Way too long. That's the longest movie I've ever seen. Which, <laughs> that's how it felt. It's way too long. I do agree, though, that, like, short and precise and just stupid action throughout works better for these movies. That's why it's keeping it out of, like, the one through four range for me. It's like, you can do this movie really piss poorly. Oh, for key elements. No, no, no for, uh, for, for a story. Yeah, that's what I meant, yeah. I gave it 15 for key elements. Look. What? It might not be like a critically acclaimed movie, but the lady next to me was eating it up and Gavin was eating it up. And that tells me that they did a good job. It was, I think it was a perfect Transformers movie in 2023. That being said, it's still not a perfect action sci-fi movie. That's why there's still five more points because I just think a Transformers movie might be capped at 15. <laughs> I, I'm at a 13. Um, okay. I, I, I do think that it's a fun, like it's a popcorn movie. It's a stupid turn your brain off. Watch these big robots fight. Yeah. Um, I, I, the the argument of like we don't need people anymore it very much reminds me of when we watched King Kong uh, versus Godzilla mm-hmm. and I think I said the exact same thing like we don't need humans in these stories just give me the cool stuff well that's the problem with all these monster movies the first Godzilla from like 2014 it was just all human driven you got like 30 seconds of Godzilla it's like I swear they all want to be like Jaws because everyone's always like oh the great yeah. thing about Jaws is you don't see him until the very end and it's like all right, that was revolutionary for the time. Like, we don't have a malfunctioning robot that didn't work half the time anymore. That we had to hide. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if that was a director's decision. 
Exactly. Um, yeah, 100%. And uh, the thing with the Transformers is, like, you add the humans in there, so you have, like, that heart. Yeah. You don't You don't need that. The Transformers have heart. Bumblebee had some heart. Yeah, Optimus Prime could have shed an oil tear <laughs> when Bumblebee died, and it would have been very emotional. You can get that out of there. So I think this isn't the perfect Transformers movie, Jay. I think the perfect Transformers movie doesn't have a single fucking ounce of human flesh in the film. Nothing. So you're not going to like the Transformers G.I. Joe I'm gonna hate it. Mix up where it's they disgusting. Tr- where they're gonna try their as hard as they could to make the GI Joe seem important, but at yeah. the end of the day, the giant robots are gonna still be more powerful. Yeah, no, hundred percent. No, it's gonna be like Optimus Prime hanging on the edge of a cliff, like falling to his death, and Joe himself is gonna reach out and grab him and pull him up off the cliff, and it's gonna be like, "This is why we need you here." Well, since you said it now, I guess I'll say it now is. I had two nominees for ridiculous movie scene from this film alone. I love that. Number love one that so was much. the end scene where there is the vortex black hole force winds literally blowing in the whole mountaintop, the whole side, everything. Optimus Prime, the how much do you think Optimus Prime weighs? Five tons? Ten thousand pounds? How much does a car um, weigh? So I'm I'm big with motorhomes. I work in the RV industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Motorhomes real similar to a big rig, I gotta imagine. Mm-hmm. You can hit twenty K easily. With a with a motorhome, so I think like a real heavy, heavy duty freightliner, we're in the fifteen to twenty thousand range. Let's see. I found what kind of truck he was, and then I'm gonna look up that truck weight. How much did you say? Fifteen to twenty k. Uh, it doesn't say. We'll just say we'll say you're right. I, look up the GVWR, GVWR of twenty twenty three. What's GVWR? Gross vehicle something weight. Gross vehicle weight forty tons. Is that right? Cascada. Is that what he is? I don't know. That's Just a new give one. me a general estimate. Cab configurations, lightweight options. Radio. I don't want lightweight options. I want the heaviest option possible. I don't know. Just They're hiding it from the people. This says like 26 to 33,000 pounds. We'll just say 15 tons. Yeah. 15 tons is flying through the air in this hurricane-like wind, and we have Anthony Ramos grabbing the 30-ton, 15-ton, whatever I just said, Transformer grabbing his hand, which his hand should literally like not even be able to grab Optimus Prime with how like big a baby. he is. She was grabbing onto a finger. Like not a even a. It's like a baby's baby. Yeah, it's like a baby's hand to ours, and then what would be the equivalent to what a bit like a baby's baby's yeah hand would be to a human's hand? Yes, exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, and he pulls him in, and he keeps him from flying. Not only flying away, but like he's grounded and he's not flying away. That's just the most ridiculous. Like <laughs> that's when I laughed. The other one, which was a subtle one, you might not even remember this, but it, it was so fucking funny to me at the time, and it might not fit this category. The other one's better, I think, for this category. But it was the scene, it was like the mid-action scene when they find the other key, and they're ra- they're driving away from, it's when the bad guy finally transforms to his Freightliner, and they're driving away. He like hits Optimus Prime, and they tumble down this hill, and then it does like a close-up of Optimus Prime, and you know, he does his... You will pay for this or yeah, whatever he yeah. says. And then the bad <laughs> guy great voice. The bad guy says whatever he says. And it's all dramatic and stuff, and you think they're about to punch each other, and then it zoomed out and they were like a mile away, and then they just start running towards each other. And I don't know why, but that made me laugh so fucking hard. I don't remember that. It was cause the way they cut it, it made it seem like they were right next to each other, about to square off. And then the next cut was them and they were just like on other sides of the screen, just started running towards each other. Like That's fucking wonderful. And the way they talked, it was a classic, like they talked normally. So you're like, oh, they're they're next yeah. to each other, and then they're really fucking 
a mile apart. It's like the commentator, like if something actually happened, it's like cuts to the third person view and it's just like no noise being heard from here, yeah. no noise <laughs> exactly. being heard from here. And then just run at each other in yeah. silence. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the other one's better, but those were my two funny scenes that made me laugh, Ty. Um, I'm... Uh, Worst post-credit scene of the year, though, is the stupid-ass G.I. Joe business card. That, well, that was like, part of the movie. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that, that was, was the an end ending of the movie. scene. Yeah. Not a post-credit scene. Yep. That just feels like something that, I don't know, like, we don't, we don't need that in the year 2023. What do you mean? We don't need you to try and set up bullshit franchise, like, connected universes like that in the year 2023. Like, that was literally a 2008 post-credit scene for Marvel. Yeah, they're just trying to copy it, Ty. Yeah, but it's 15 years later. Like, it's so ridiculous. Better late than never. Cole. No. Sometimes things are better on their own. I'm not disagreeing with you. but Especially when the future of this franchise has already exist separate from the connected <laughs> franchise. That especially just blows me away that this is the same timeline. Well, now they could just say multiverse. Marvel. You know, in like five years, we're going to get multiverse move, like a Transformers multiverse, because they're going to be behind the curve and multiverse is kind of hot right now with... MCU, Sony, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. DC with Flash, which right. we're reviewing next week, I think. Spoiler, yes, sir. sorry about that. Oh, no, that's fine. Um, yeah, so we'll probably get a, a multiversal Transformers movie in five years. Visual cinematography tie. I'm interested to get hear your take on this because you're usually a little bit more harsh with because you just hate VFX people. So, what'd oh, you, think? you know what? I hate the man. I hate the VFX people's bosses who overwork them. Mm. And force them to turn out unfinished products. Because I've seen what they can do when they have time. And they can uh, really, you know, attack their artistic vision. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Look, it's a big, dumb CGI'd action movie. The entire movie is just CGI'd kaijus of giant. What is a kaiju? You've said that twice now. It's like a giant, like a King Kong. Hmm. Okay. And especially Godzilla is like a kaiju. I don't know if Transformers technically fall under that. I don't know either, Ty. Kaiju. Kaiju. Yeah, I don't think they are technically kaijus, but it's Godzilla. It's all those creatures. Okay. Um, look, it could have been a lot worse. Okay. I think the CGI looked okay for most points. Like, when all you have is, is fucking robotic people and everything, like, it's a, it's a lot of work. And I think that a couple of the race scenes look pretty, like the, the driving, like I said, had a lot of fun with that Porsche race scene. Had a lot yeah. of fun with that Porsche race scene. I knew scene. you would. It really bummed me out when they went to the jungle, which, like, you're all cars. Why are we doing an off-road adventure? <laughs> Get back on the roads. Yeah. I need this. Again, the center of the universe is New York City when someone attacks. Oh, of course. Keep it in New York City for this. Not Peru? You didn't like in Peru? Nothing wrong with Peru. But I need you in New York City so I can get more of the Porsche drifting around corners. <laughs> Fair. Um thought that looked fine i think again it's it's all these animals and stuff i think that the character designs were kind of cool i like the half furry half metal monkey mm-hmm. uh, optimus prime look cool bumblebee look cool didn't love the music some of the music really was pretty cringe at points i kind of like the soundtrack oh, that was one of the points i was gonna make that i like the soundtrack i some of the songs worked for me and other songs it was like what are we doing here okay kind of um I, I finished on a what did i give it yeah 12 it was fine a little like I, it, wow. nothing took me out of it. I, it was a dumb big action movie, but you had dumb big action scenes and you blew shit up, and it could have been a lot, lot worse. Okay, um, I'm a little bit lower on it than you. I don't think there was anything that was overly egregious. I think some of the transforming scenes, especially when like they interacted with humans, naturally just looked a little funky. I think this is something they've still struggled to totally master. 
especially with the bigger Transformers, just how the humans interact with these giant robots. I remember when I when the first Transformers movies came out and I was, what, nine years old, and, like, that's when the light bulb clicked in my brain, like, oh, this is all, like, computer animated. Like, these actors are just pretending, and then they're CGI them in afterwards, and that always blew my mind. Um, <laughs> I'm just not a big fan of these CGI action fests anymore, I don't think. Um, and there's just a lot of it, and... It was fine for the most part. I kind of liked the music. Some of it I didn't think was the best. And I didn't think it really broke any barriers with like visual effects or anything. Or does this, I'm sure it does look better than the 2007 ones, obviously. I'm sure if I look, re went back and watched it, they do. But like, has it really improved all that much? Does it really deserve like that much love? I, I landed single digits with a nine, Ty. I yeah. gave it a nine. I mean, that's reasonable. I just, for what these movies are. And it's all these fake characters. It could have looked really funky and out of place, but I think the way they interacted with their environment and uh, sometimes the human interactions was weird, like Anthony Ramos being drifted out of the car and like walking away. That looks funky at times. Yeah. But I think like the action scenes and everything of these these characters interacting and stuff, it was fine. It looked okay. Okay. I didn't hate it. That's fine. I didn't hate it either. Characters. I know you hated the characters, so why don't you fire that away? I did. I did hate the characters. Um, kind of a stacked voice cast for a very stacked a voice Transformers cast. movie. Um, we have, and I'm struggling to find some of the other ones. Also, I don't know why they're unlisted because I know for a fact Crystal Fernandez was one of them. Yes, because the we looked at each other. I looked it up. Yeah, yeah. I know for a fact that Football is Life was that Volkswagen Bug. Yeah, and I just can't find him listed anywhere. But Pete Davidson. Joins, joins the universe as Mirage. Yep. Uh, Michelle Yeoh as the Eagle. Mm-hmm. Ron Perlman as Optimus Primal. Didn't know that. And then who was the who was the motorcycle? The motorcycle would be, let me tell you here, Liza Koshy. She was a YouTuber. She was known as, uh, I forgot what her, I think she had like an alter ego when she first started YouTube. I don't know. She was a YouTuber, though, and she um, transitioned into acting. Oh, here we go. Okay. Peter Dinklage. Yep. A, a Scourge. John DiMaggio. Mm-hmm. Bender himself. Mm-hmm. That was a pretty fucking stacked voice cast. Um, with that being said, I fucking hated <laughs> Anthony Ramos' character and and uh, Dominic Fishback. The two humans. They were terrible. Terrible performances. They tried making it emotional, and the writing just wasn't there for it. I just didn't give a fuck about those characters. What would you think of the kid? <sighs> kid was pretty cringe. Okay. Very, very cringe, I will say. He comes out, and he's Good just like... Good job calling a kid with cancer cringe. Um. Okay. He, real life, or... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ty. Was, his character is sick. Are you talking yes, real no, life? his character. Okay. I don't think he has cancer. His character did. No, he had, like, something going on with his hands. Sickle cell. Isn't that cancer? I don't know. <laughs> um, real shit performing. The kid comes out, and he's like, take care of my brother. I'm going to find you. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> the lady next to me loved that line. <laughs> no, I, at that point, if I'm, if I'm Pete Davidson's character, I flick that little shit off the balcony. <laughs> he's done. <laughs> done with that character in the franchise. What are you going to do, arrest the fucking Transformer? Um, outside of that, Optimus Prime is Optimus Prime. He's yep. this huge leader and he's so fucking selfish. These other people gave up their whole planet and he's afraid to just break the fucking Look, thing till the he, end. 
look, Ty, because in the Shia LaBeouf ones, he's all about protecting the humans. So this was his character development turning into that version of himself. Oh, no, no. He doesn't get there until G.I. Joe makes a sacrifice for him. <laughs> As Anthony Ramos said, Anthony Ramos protects his and was protecting his and Optimus Prime was protecting his. Yeah. I thought I'd have like a different word than his, no, but I just, just said it twice. His. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I don't know, man. It was really fucking bad. I hated all the characters. Pete Davidson made me laugh a few times, but also I heard one chuckle out of you when he, he said he that did. he was inside of him. Yes. <laughs> That was a great laugh. That was very funny. That was a good joke. Outside of that, though, most of his lines were pretty cringe and forced. Um, yeah. I kept picturing him like saying them in the studio, and I was like, he, he didn't like this job. He took this job for the money. That's oh, all I could think. Entirely a paycheck. And I'm sure he had a blast because, again, voice acting, like it's an art form. You don't give it enough respect. Mm. It's the greatest job in the world because you can be a part of a multi-million dollar franchise and you show up in sweats with sunglasses on and read for a couple of days. Seems Sounds like you're the one that doesn't respect voice acting. No, it's just the greatest work environment that's ever existed. It just sounds so fucking laid back and warm. Especially in the year 2023, these guys probably have recording fucking booths at their house. Directors yeah. probably just come to them. Yeah, probably not wrong. God, that's wonderful. I finished with one of the lowest scores I've ever given characters. Um, I'm at a 2 out of 20. Wow! <laughs> I hated all the characters. I hated everyone. I'm glad everyone was fighting and there's like, you know, action and everything, but I didn't like Anthony Ramos's character. I didn't like the the Dominic Fishback character. All the Transformers were just stupid. Um Yeah. I wish Bumblebee would have been around more. I was about to say you seemed like you liked Bumblebee. Yeah, a Bumblebee lot. was fine. He was he had a great entrance. He dropped in, saved the day, had music playing. Mm-hmm. Which is he singing? Does that mean he's technically singing? I believe so. I dig that out of him. He's like falling, jumping in the battlefield, and he's like, I'm just going to sing my heart out while I beat your ass. <laughs> a two. Wow. That is a pretty low score, tie. It's terrible. Um, I liked Anthony Ramos. I shouldn't say liked. I guess I should, should say I didn't dislike him as much as you did. That'd probably be a better way to say that. Um, it's probably a little bit of Hamilton bump. I'll be honest. Love um, him Hamilton. Wonderful in Hamilton. I think anyone that just... Also very good in In the Heights. I think anyone that's in Hamilton, I always kind of just bump a little bit. Shout out W. Diggs as Sebastian. Yep. And I think, I don't think he was fantastic in this. I think the writing was pretty bad and the dialogue was bad and everything. So I think that obviously hampers him. But I don't know. I, I think he, I think he was okay. Okay. I thought the, the chemistry, like you said, between the two main characters were, was not great. Um, and yeah, the Transformers are just kind of the Transformers. Um, they tried their best to have like character arc, but with Optimus Prime, um, just and a bad leader, Anthony Ramos, which I appreciate the Optimus Prime character arc tie. All right. How about that? No, he's just a bad leader. Like, how is he so revered of a leader that this monkey dude gets named after him and then has to teach him? He, what do you mean Optimus Prime was doing what was best for his people? That's what leaders do. No, he's so selfish. He's not looking out he, for everyone. He was looking out for his people. He's the leader of his people. You know who else was looking out for their people, Jay? Who? You're going to make me say it? Look, this was character arc, Ty. He had character development. Optimus Prime, character development. Michael Down is the best character arc in a film we will have in 2023. No. I landed at a five. Look, the yeah. acting the really from bad. the humans isn't good. And the auto and the the transformers are kind of just the transformers, but yeah, I didn't love Mirage either. Um, I like Michelle Yeoh as the eagle. 
she, she was fine. Wasn't very. Everyone much was just fine. I don't know. I didn't hate it as much as you, but I definitely didn't like it. I mean, it's still kind of in my hate range of one to five. So, but it's an, it's an upper tier hate or lower tier hate, depending how you're looking at it. Enjoyment. We're picking it apart. We're saying it's pretty bad. But that being day it was. That being said, at the end of the day, <laughs> you just missed like three words in the middle there. It's a popcorn movie that's made to be enjoyed, and some people are going to enjoy it a lot. Like Gavin, some people are going to be like, hey, that was a way to spend my two hours. I didn't despise it. And that's kind of how I felt. There was moments in it that I laughed at um, for the film itself. And I, I compare it to a movie like Fast X, which is another movie I feel like. I feel like this is like a more extreme version of Fast X when it comes to the things that are wrong with the Fast and the Furious franchise. Yeah. At least with Transformers, they're supposed to be unrealistic. Ironically, the thing that's most unrealistic about Transformers is like the more realistic human stuff. <laughs> as crazy yeah. as that sounds. Um, I enjoy Fast and the Furious a little bit more. It's a little bit more ridiculous. It's a little bit more just... I enjoy the spectacle of it a little bit more. Um, I know more than you do, but I I gave this an 11. 11 out of 20. Okay. Uh, pull out your Slurpees, Jay, because I gave it a 7. Um, wow. I was fine. For a big, dumb action movie, like... There's so many other ones I would watch before this. So many other movies that go yeah, ahead of you're this not wrong. On, on the list. I think that if I want a good action movie, I'll watch other action movies. If I want a good like sci-fi movie, I'll watch other sci-fi movies. If I want a good popcorn movie, I'll watch other popcorn movies. This I wasn't bored. I got one or two decent little chuckles out of me. The pacing was fine, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend that this was a good movie. I, I'm also not going to recommend this movie to anybody. <laughs> like if they're Nobody. like, oh. Like, like, oh, how was Transformers? I'm going to say, do you like Transformers movies? What about movies? my dad? I'm going to say, do you like Transformers movies? He's going to say, yeah, I fucking love them. And I'm going to say, you're going to love this movie. <laughs> okay, I want to hear it. That's as simple as that. You'll see him on Saturday, so I want to hear it. Okay, I'll tell him. Word for word. All right. And, and, then, and then he'll say, Tyler, you don't, know, you don't know what good movies are. He'll say something like that. Yeah, he always does fucking hates my taste in movies i was pissed he was so disrespectful the, he watched the mario movie without me i didn't tell him i wanted him to wait for me but i wanted him to wait for me because i wanted to it was implied because i knew he'd love it and it's i just, just wanted spoken thing yeah i wanted to see how much he'd love it in person and i didn't get to see that and he said he loved it and the peach song was hilarious to him and uh, i was like i knew it would be i'm sure he got a hearty chuckle out of it <laughs> so i'm happy for him seven though i'm a little shocked it's that low but hey it's your scale and i respect your opinion yeah i'm a little i'm not very high on this movie it's very very mediocre but they're going to make just so much money. And we're going to get another one. I don't Which, know, though, because we got Flash next week. Like, these movies are coming out so close to each other. They're kind of cannibalizing each other. It's it's weird because we had such, like, a break for a while there. And now we have, like, Oppenheim, Oppenheimer and Barbie releasing the same well, week. Well, it's summer. Up it's, and, well, yeah, but they're just, like, everyone's fighting. We have, summer's always the the movie time, you know? We have a fucking schedule coming up yeah it's summer best time of the year for movies kids are out you saw how packed it was at the movie theater on tuesday night discount tuesday it's very packed i forgot school is out yeah that's why these movies i just you know like the fast and furious movie probably didn't do as well as it wanted like this year feels a little bit more like blockbustery than previous years yeah just this like month in a month to a month and a half stretch I mean, we had Guardians 3, Fast X, The Little Mermaid, Across the Spider-Verse, Transformers. We're doing The Flash next week. We then have, I'm going to rattle off, why not? Elemental, a big Disney movie for a lot of kids. Indiana Jones, Mission Impossible two weeks after that. Oppenheimer and Barbie on the same week. 
mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You know what's going to get and the killed? The Blue Beetle. Out of all this, I feel like the biggest loser is going to be Oppenheimer. I just don't think that movie has the same, like, widespread appeal. Yeah, and it's probably going to be wonderful. Yeah, probably. Do we have uh, Wes Anderson's new movie on our podcast schedule? I don't know what his new movie is. Is it Joyride? Asteroid City? Then no. I think that comes out soon. Riley really wants to see it. It has okay reviews. It has a a killer cast, Ty. You want to hear the cast? Rattle it off. Jason Schwartzman. Hey, is that guy who fucked a pie? I don't know. That's probably not the best name to lead with when you say it's got a star set of cast. I think it is either. But that's the the number one on Asteroid City. Scarlett Johansson. That's definitely not the guy who fucked a pie. Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Ed Norton, Lee Schreiber. Uh, there's another big name. Steve Carell, Willie, Willem Dafoe, Margot Robbie. Wow. Wes Anderson. Oh, that's the director. Um, Tony Revolori, otherwise known as um, Flash Thompson from the Spider-Man movies. I don't think he's technically. Is he technically Flash Thompson? Yeah. The bad guy, the bully, the guy who pretends to be Spider-Man's friends. Is that his? That's not his name. I thought it was Flash Thompson. Oh, from the the new Sp- the Tom Holland oh, Spider-Man. Oh, I have no idea what that kid's name is. Yeah, okay. Flash Thompson. All right. Yeah, star-studded. Riley really wants to see it. That is a stacked cast. We should we should make arrangements. I think it comes out this week, or it might have already come out, and it's only down the hill. June twenty third, it comes out. So okay, that's a, little a problem. Full. Yeah, We're stacked. <laughs> Best <laughs> I can do is July twelfth episode. Hey, if we have an opening, why not? You know. Um, my final score for Transformers. Let's not get off path a little too much. Forty six out of one hundred tie. Mm. A little higher than me. Finished with a thirty nine out of one hundred. Didn't even cross that forty mark, giving us a final score of forty two and a half out of a hundred, making it the one hundred and sixty first ranked movie out of one hundred eighty five films. It is with the likes of Plane, Reminiscent, Amsterdam, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania. You People, Ew. Pinocchio, Disenchanted, Triangle of Sadness, um, all in that same range. Makes sense. Yeah. Not a very good movie. It's fine for what it is. It's going to make a lot of money, and that's kind of all you care about when you're making it, a well, Transformers this is the problem with cinema, Ty. Yeah. Go off. So let's uh, let's take a quick break, and then we could jump into our robots draft and then my exciting new random movie that you have to guess oh, i can't wait all right ty since you went first last time you so graciously gave me mm. first overall pick do we normally do snake draft no we don't huh no we just go back and forth um here's the deal jay we're doing robots and i'm being very open-ended with this i i appreciate that because i couldn't really think of any open-ended ones and i know you always bring the heat with these things it's it's difficult at times I took uh, this one. I struggled with much more than the last one. Last one, you gave me like 15 minutes to prep and I was golden. (laughs) I had a great performance. This one, I had two days and it was like, okay, I got, I think I got five on here. This was your idea too. I thought when you said it, you would have a, I didn't have any when I said it, but it just seemed like something that we could riff on. And I got stuck with that being said, I I've determined there's such an elite one of one on here. And I'm interested what your first overall pick's going to be because you could really break my heart. Well, I'm just, instead of trying to draft the board, get cute like teams often do, saying, ah, oh, we would like this player, but maybe we can not draft him now, get him in the second round, or if you have two second round picks, or maybe we'll not draft him, then trade up. 
I'm not going to do that. I don't want to get cute. I don't think this is going to be your one of one. I don't think this is the bona fide Victor Wembenyama of your ro- robots draft tie. What the fuck is that name? Uh, he's the guy who everyone's saying is the best prospect, best prospect since LeBron, even though there's been like five of those. Um, but he's actually very good. Like seven, five French dude is like very good. Anyways, I don't think this is your one of one, but I'm just going to take it anyways. Again, I kind of went straight forward. I couldn't really think of any creative ones and I'm just going to go with the robot. I like the most. It's from a television show. I like the most. Not maybe not the most, but it's a television show that I really like, and it's someone you mentioned earlier in this podcast. I'm just gonna take Bender from Futurama with my oh, first overall pick. Oh, thank God! I mean, it's a good pick. He's a great robot. He's a hilarious robot. Brings me so much joy. Were you sweating a little bit earlier when I brought up his name? A little bit, yeah. You never like to hear the other team talking about the guy you want. That might have pushed him up to number one on my board. Yeah, I'll say no. It. You said I'm not gonna get cute. I'm not gonna. You 100% were playing to. I got to get him off the board. That was such a lie. And you had the first overall pick. You had no reason to lie. Well, it's uh, like the Bears pretending they're going to trade Justin Fields. It's such a lie. No, but yeah, but I didn't – I could have waited – I don't know. I just wanted to get him. I wanted to get him. Okay. He's my favorite robot on this list personally, so I'm just going to go with my personal favorite. He's a great robot. I, I would agree. Great robot. I would say he's my favorite straightforward robot. Okay. We did a long time ago, we drafted the top – like cartoon characters or whatever we did. I remember uh, that's when we had the revelation that Randy Marsh is maybe the best co- like cartoon character easily, there is. Easily. So good. Bender probably should have been drafted on that. I don't know if we did or not, though. We'd have to go back and listen. He should be. I mean, you you teased last week that they're bringing it back. Yeah. I didn't summer. know that. Mm-hmm. Brings me a lot of joy. Yeah. So here's the deal, Jay, is I got real caught up in the philosophical thought of what is a robot. Oh, Jesus. Um, And I, I thought... What's the difference between just like a, you know, something mechanical and a robot? And my thing was a robot can make art. Okay. Machines can't make art. A robot can make art. (laughs) I don't know if that's fully true. We're going to ignore the fact that there's like AI art out there now. We're going to pretend we're drafting in like like 2018. I don't know if this is on your board, but there's like vacuum cleaners that clean your room for you. And I don't know if that's necessarily art, but it's probably still a robot. But continue. Fuck, that is a robot. Look, man, this machine <laughs> now I'm saying machine is a robot because it creates art. Oh, okay. Um it's the Coca-Cola freestyle machine. I'll take I, I think that's the I'll allow it. It's a robot. I mean, there's I'll so many it. it's it's artistic creations of just incredible beverage consumption. There's nothing like it. It's the best robot out there. Well, I'll tell you this. Again, I don't want to spoil your board, so if I am, I'm sorry. What's the difference between a Coca-Cola freestyle machine and those cutesy little robots that give you drinks in Vegas? The bartender robots. I've never seen one of those. That feels like something from the future. You made that up. You got that off a Star Wars movie. <laughs> no. You haven't seen those? There's one in the Miracle Mile shops in Vegas, and like cruise ships have them now, too. You just tell it your drink, and it has like all the bottles lined up on the wall, and it's just like a big robot arm. It'll grab a bottle and pour it. and then That just feels like an extended vending machine. That it, feels like a vending machine. It pretty much is, class. but it makes mixed drinks for you, oh. you know, like alcoholic drinks. I would I would be interested in that. Um, I was unaware of that pre-draft. <laughs> I still stand by the Coca-Cola freestyle machine. It's the OG mixed drinker. Well, that's what I'm saying. Drink, what is really it. the difference? That's just that one just has a really big long arm. Coca-Cola machine just does it compact. Compact fits in this perfect space. And you see that in movie theater, you know you're in for a good time. They're high quality. Um, I'd go as far to say everyone remembers the first time they saw a Coca-Cola freestyle machine. It was life changing. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? I can get multiple flavors in my drink? 
Do you remember the first place that had them in like near us? That was like it was widespread. First one that I can think of that I remember is the it's a very specific one. AMC movie theater. I don't know if it's AMC movie theater way out in fucking deep, deep Apple Valley. That, that is since closed, unfortunately. Yeah, RIP. Jack in the Box. For Jack some the reason, Box is a big freestyle. Jack user. in the Box was like the first chain, and you could look this up and fact check me, but it was like the f- first fast food chain to like buy into the Coca Cola freestyle machine. Because I remember seeing it on facebook probably i was probably on facebook back then and seeing like these machines in japan and they were like oh jack in the box agreed to purchase x amount of these and like bring them to the united states and then our jack in the box got one and i just went crazy with the vanilla cokes the cherry coke like every type of coke you can have the beverage i had so it wasn't jack in the box who was the first maybe the first for like us regionally yeah first one was in fact five guys wow our five guys doesn't even have one here i don't think i don't know i've been there like one time when it opened or on the topic of that, at Epcot, during my road trip, they have a little new Coke thing where you can go try, like, six different flavors from around the world for free. You didn't have to pay for it. All of them were terrible. Really? Yeah. Riley liked one of them. It was Cucumber Sprite. She loves cucumber. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, but there was – one of them tasted straight up like barbecue sauce. I don't know what they're drinking. I don't remember where it was from. The Ted Lasso drink, right? But it was, it was disgusting. That's I'm, awful. Yeah. It was, uh, it was bad. Couldn't be me. My second overall pick, Ty. I like that. That's a good one. I'm going to go in a similar vein. Since since it's topical and you brought it up now, I'm just going to stick in the same ballpark. I'm going to go with the self-order kiosks at fast food places, most notably McDonald's. I'm a guy who – we don't really eat out that much. We don't go to fast food that much. We did just go on the road trip and did go to McDonald's like twice. So, like, this happened. This was applicable. It's just so much easier nowadays. Like, I know it's taken jobs, and that's kind of shitty. But, like, I would much rather order from a self. If there's a self-order kiosk with a line or just a guy behind the counter waiting, I'll wait for the kiosk because yeah. I can customize it and know that it's not going to get fucked up on yeah. your end. Now, if the cook may mess it up. But, you know, when you order and they fuck it up and you look at the receipt and they're like, oh, they didn't put no cheese or whatever. And then it's like, no, you know you're going to get it right. And you could take your time. You could look at all the deals and everything. I think self-order kiosks are great. Now, the robots in, like, the drive throughs like Wendy's is trying out. I don't know how I feel about that. But if it's like a, a stand up, uh, you haven't seen those? No. Yeah, they're like test, they're partnering with um, one of the AI companies where it's like a robot that takes your order and like reads it back to you and can understand what you're saying. Really? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't seem that far fetched. Like, we talk to, you can talk to Siri just about anything. Yeah, exactly. That makes so, sense. But the self order, you go up and you click it and everything, especially McDonald's. McDonald's has nailed it. Um. Yeah. And I mean, look, I don't want to be that guy, but I went to McDonald's last night. Maybe it wasn't last night. Maybe it was the night before. I don't remember. I went to the drive-thru, Jay. Mm-hmm. I've never been at this point where I was ready to beat the fuck out of someone taking my order. Jeez, Ty. I pull up, right? That's a cr- that's a, that's a crime. I pull up, and my go-to is number seven, ketchup and cheese only on the burgers. Nice and plain, two cheeseburgers. Okay. And I go to order. He's like, well, to McDonald's, you can be using your mobile app. No, you know, not today. And... They fucking, you know, what do you want? And I'm like, oh, let me get a number seven. Before I finish saying the word seven, he just blurts out medium or large. And I'm like, let me get a number seven ketchup and cheese only on the burgers. Before I finish saying that medium or large. I was like, are you fucking kidding me right now? And I'm like, medium. And he's like, okay. And then I look at the screen and it's just a regular fucking cheeseburger. He's ignoring my order part. And I'm like, that's supposed to be ketchup and cheese only on those burgers. And he's like. Okay, dead silent for I shit you not three minutes. <laughs> dead silent, can't figure out the screen, can't figure out how to do it. 
he just probably got the job. He's he, learning. He did, but he was a fucking asshole about it. He was so rude and struggling. And then he was like, okay, you know, anything else? And I'm like, yeah, another number seven, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he just... Add Big, add big Mac sauce? Yeah. I know. How do you know that? I went to McDonald's with you guys once. Oh, yeah, it's Victoria's one. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're just mind blown for and a sec. I, and again, dude, another... Let me get another number set, medium or large, before I can fucking finish, dude. And I got... I got so fucking angry and he fucked up the burger order and I pulled forward and he was like, went to take my payment. I was like, can you read it back to me? He's like this and this still had it wrong. Told him at the window, you need to change this. I don't think he changed shit and was just like, okay, you're told us this. So I pay, go up to the front window. I narked. I said, I said, can I get this? Because I'm pretty sure this guy messed up the order. He doesn't know what he's doing back there. You guys need to help him more. (laughs) Wow. Ty. I was so fucking angry. Wow. I was so mad because he was just interrupting me. I don't mind if you don't know what you're doing. Don't interrupt me Why? while I'm Why? What are you talking about? I was trying to interrupt you. You motherfucker. <laughs> I was so mad. I was so fucking mad. All that to say, all I was thinking this entire time while I was waiting for this guy to figure it out is how much faster I could have ordered at the self-checkout kiosk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If I went inside, I could have parked my car, gone inside, done it my goddamn self a lot quicker than the guy who was trained to do it. Honestly, unless like I have Maurice in the car with me, 90% of the time I go inside and I order inside to go. I don't know what, like even if the fat, the drive through is not backed up, I just feel like I have more success that way. And you stretch your legs a little bit, but obviously sometimes it's late. You just want to get out and go and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I don't, I don't <sighs> frequent the drive through very often for that reason. I was heated, Jay. I was so fucking mad. Sorry. On to my next pick. <laughs> um, you started off with an animated robot, so I zigged with your zag. Now I'm going to go back there. I have an animated okay. robot of my, uh, my own. You said it was from one of your favorite shows ever. This is also from one of my favorite shows ever. Um, you're taking my next pick. I'm taking Osimo. Uh, yep, uh, Osimo, just a wonderful, wonderful animated robot. Um, it's actually human underneath there, but it's a robot. He creates Adam Sandler films. Uh, it's just, it's a wonderful bit on South Park and he's, he's iconic. It's fucking awesome. Though. He makes, he he's, makes butters do really, really bad things. He's pretty awesome. He's awesome. Yeah. If you haven't seen that episode of South Park, go, go watch it. That's, that's a classic. It's elite level South Park. Remember when you watched every single South Park episode so you could rank your top 10? Yeah. Do you think Osimo was in the top 10? Should have been if it was. That was big time commitment by you. I, I did watch a lot of them. Like, I powered through a lot of the fucking episodes. You said you watched every single yeah, one. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, you aren't fucking paying 100% attention. But I just went start to finish out of playing for a while. That's why you were working, right? Yeah. You'd watch them while yeah. you were operating on the equipment. My third pick, Ty. I don't think you'll have this one, so I think I could save it. I'm going to get a little cutesy. I'm going to go with maybe probably not the best I was about to say it was the greatest achievement in human history, but I don't know if I would say that. Okay. But I would say maybe the best he- robot ever made by humans. Okay. I'm going to go with the Mars rover, Ty. Ooh. The Mars rover. It's still up there roving, I think. I'm not too sure. Um, we put a robot on another planet that's just going around collecting yeah. things and taking yeah. pictures. How you- incredible is that? It's, it's pretty wild to think of. I can't even like get my camera for Maurice to work. And they're up there watching Mars. Yeah. That just that blows my mind. Just cruising around checking shit out in space on another planet. It's not really much more to say about the Mars I rover. Mean, that's just like not even like we can make jokes about it. That's just impressive. <laughs> it's an impressive feat. 
Yeah. YouTuber Mark Rober. He worked on the Mars rover. Now he's a big time YouTuber. You Not sure you're familiar they got with this work. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I'm familiar with this work. Great YouTuber. Yeah. Um I also have a real robot that I think I'm gonna take later in the draft. Um, okay. I'm gonna hold off on it because you just took one. I know you don't want to go real robot heavy on your board. I think you want to mix it up, so I'll wait. Um, my third pick, Jay. Look, this is this is very much once again a machine. Okay, good. You're not gonna take my next pick. But it's a conscious machine. He's okay. in his prime, probably the greatest first baseman of all time. It's Albert Pujols, the machine. Um. Um. Okay. That was it. He was the fucking machine. He was a hitting robot. All right. Just inc- there was no one better. There was no one better than Albert Pools on the Cardinals. Not the Angels. Not the Angels. Kind of the Dodgers. If you skip out on the Angels, still very good on the Dodgers. He was okay on the Dodgers. I mean, great in his role. I mean, yeah, they only used him against left-handed pitchers and everything. But yeah, he was great. Um, he's a machine, but he's a he's a conscious machine. He made art with a bat. He did get red hot his last year with the Cardinals. He did. I'm 99% sure they were using just helium-infused baseballs. Because I don't that they just loaded the fucking balls up for Aaron Judge and Albert Pujols. I don't believe that, but... I mean, there's just stats to prove it. Yeah, but the other teams didn't see the same inflated home runs that... I just think two guys got hot, and we always got to find an excuse for it. I think that there's like literally proof that they used three different baseballs and Yankee primetime games and Albert Pujols games. They got. use different baseballs all the time. I don't think they were juiced, though. 100% juiced. A million percent. I don't even think that it's like an argument to be made. I think you're just wrong. Mm. You sound like Ace of Spader right now. I don't know who that is. <laughs> He's the guy who accused like every single team in the MLB of cheating. The one that said Adrian Beltre had a guy waving a wife beater in center field every time there would be a breaking ball. That's pretty sick. And then... Said all these things, exposed all these teams, and then backtracked like a day later and was like, I apologize. I shouldn't have said all those things. Blah, 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 blah. Love that. No, I just look, man. The Angels aren't a big market team. They couldn't have Shohei taking all the attention. They had to give Aaron Judge fake baseballs so he could break a fake yeah, record. If they're going to. Again, fake record. Barry Bonds' record still stands. It was the American League record. Yeah, but that's boring. If they're going to juice anyone's balls, they're going to juice Shohei's. No. New York. It's always New York. Shohei's more popular than anyone the Yankees have had since Derek Jeter, baby. I agree, but they still want, you know, the face of baseball to be fucking Aaron Judge. I don't think they care. They do care, and they gave him fake baseballs. Shohei leads the American League in home runs. Yeah, he does. I'm going to go my fourth overall pick. Hey, once again, you brought me to my realm of my next pick, so thank you for that. I could stay on topic. You're welcome. My fourth overall pick. Fourth? Yeah, fourth overall pick. I'm going to go with the debate around robot umpires. I don't want robot oh. umpires themselves. I want the debate about robot umpires because I love nothing I love more than just baseball fans who can't ever agree on anything just yeah. going back and forth about whether or not there should be robot umpires or not. That's a great one. Mine was in a different vein. Mine was the robot umpires of the future. <laughs> I was looking forward to future baseball where I didn't have to worry about a missed strike call. So how do you feel about robot umpires? I can't wait for them. How do you feel about robot umpires? I kind of want to just say I don't want them because... Yeah, you're stupid. No, they're fine. As long as the technology is actually good enough, which it probably is, so... Robo-umps. Debate around a robo-umps. Yeah, the robot-robot um debate. <sighs> That's a great pick. They're on my board. They're very much on my board. Um, Okay, so once again, I'm going back to, to art here, Jay. Mm-hmm. Robots have the ability to make art. Yeah. And... Uh, 
look, man, I'm, I'm taking Daft Punk with my fourth overall pick. <laughs> they look like robots. They make incredible music. They made a banger soundtrack for Tron. Um, Never seen that movie. Rude the Ride, though. I don't think I really have either, but <laughs> I know it's a good soundtrack. Can you name one song by Daft Punk that isn't harder, faster, better, stronger? Oh, okay. Isn't that Maroon 5? I think that's... I thought that was Maroon 5. No, it's definitely Daft Punk. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I know. I also thought that one BTS song that was really popular, Smooth Like Butter, Criminal Undercover, whatever that song is, that's the lyrics. Do you think that was Maroon 5 or yeah, I did. Daft Punk? For the longest time, I thought it was Maroon 5. And Riley was like, that is not Maroon 5. I, I watched them perform not realizing that that's who Daft Punk? BTS? BTS? BTS was? Where'd you see them perform? Like on TV. Oh. In person. <laughs> like I can get tickets to a fucking K-pop show. Are you kidding me? Oh, my gosh. All right. That's a pretty bad pick, I'll be honest. Um, nah, that's a great pick. My fifth overall pick. I think this is the best value of the whole draft. I think he's the best. I already said Bender was the best animated robot of all time. but yeah, I think, You took him first overall. I think the consensus best animated robot of all time is none other than Pixar's peak. That is the man himself, the robot himself. Mm-hmm. Wally. Yeah. That was horrible. <laughs> Let's stick to Optimus Prime impressions <laughs> in the future. Um, I'm I'm going Wally. Ty. It's the best Pixar movie of all time, potentially. <sighs> um, back when Pixar was actually good. Can't mm-hmm. wait to talk about that in two weeks. Um, yeah, Wally. Okay. Love everything about him. Now, that's a great pick. He was on my board. It just felt too straightforward, you know. Oh, wasn't creative enough. It just to felt too Wooten. straightforward. Um. I'm at a point in the draft, Jay, where you may end up cutting this pick. So I don't know if I want to use it or not. Just don't. I know what you're going to say. Their friend, not foe, is all I'm going to say. Work with them, not against them. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I won't use it. It's fine. Um, We're at the last pick. I've had some honorable mentions on here. I had a decent little list. Are we going with vibrators? Yeah, I was going to go with vibrators. I think that's fine. I mean, look, man. Look, we're a sex-positive podcast. We're, you know, like, we don't got to get into the details, but... Friend, not foe. Yeah. They're robots on our side. It's... Don't, it's be, a, don't it's be jealous a, of them. It's an interesting... <laughs> Is this coming from a personal place? Were you jealous at one point? Never. No. I've, I've been very, very pro my entire life. <laughs> I, I have no insecurities on this side. It just enhances it. For, everyone's having a good time. Your when entire this, life. When this robot's in the bed. Eight-year-old eight Tyler. My entire sexual life. Okay. Um, everyone's having a good time when this robot shows up to the party. I can say I've never seen one in person. Really? Yeah. Wow. Look at you. They're goody two shoes over there. I've. Yeah. Just I mean, like maybe movies. like in the aisle at a Walgreens. Do they sell them at Walgreens? Maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've been to a like full on sex shop, so I've seen a lot. I've never been to one. I was Spencer's. excited. Well, actually, I've seen whatever they have at Spencer's, yeah. so I'm sure I've I mean, seen one in person. Yeah, they have vibrators at Spencer's for sure. Um, all right, good pick, Ty. I think that's a good Thank pick. You. I'm not going to cut that. that. I appreciate that. I didn't know where we draw the line now. I thought you were going to go a little bit more into that realm. Yeah. And that's where I probably Like ones would've... with like the hydraulic pumps on them and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good pick, Ty. Thank you. I've got some honorable mentions here, Jay. What are, what are they? Um, my one real robot that I was thinking of taking is that one robot dog that, um, can't really get knocked over. I don't know who made okay. him. Yeah. IBM. I don't know. That, that sounds doesn't right. sound right. Well, you also took the Coca-Cola freestyle machine. That's a real robot. That is a real robot. Um, the movie robots starring Robin Williams. Yeah. It's a pretty fun movie. I enjoyed it as a kid. 
the line, I know the city like the back of my hand. Oh, that's new. And then he gets hit by something. Very funny. <laughs> Very funny. Um, the robot dance move. I had robot dance move on my yeah. board. Iconic. Uh, everyone can do. Everyone tries to do it at Surprise one point. Surprise I wasn't taken. Yeah, you know, it's on the board. It could have been taken. Um, I had Mark Zuckerberg. Okay. Guy who made yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Not a human being. Lizard or robot. Don't know yet. <laughs> um, you ever seen the movie Grandma's Boy? I have not. Uh, it's like a Happy Madison, but it doesn't have Adam Sandler in it. There's okay. one dude who talks like a robot. It's very funny. Okay. Full weirder. Weirdo. And then I had another guy whose nickname is The Machine. I had Burt Kreischer, the comedian. Oh, God, I can't, I can't stand him. He's very funny. In small doses, he's very funny. <laughs> I, I could never listen to his actual podcast, but I love watching the TikToks. There you go. That's what they're for. The only thing I had on my board that wasn't already said was uh, Battle Robots, because I just think Battle Robots are really cool. Like that one movie with Hugh Jackman? Like the robots that they put into arenas and they just have them fight each other. Oh, those are so fucking awesome. Like, I know it's a little bit nerdy and I don't know like how to build those. But if I did, like I could see that becoming a hobby of mine in 20 years. I went down a rabbit hole a few months back of just <laughs> YouTube video after YouTube video, just like binging an entire series of battle robots. Of battle robots. They're you know, so fucking cool, dude. I'm pretty sure they do battle robots. You can go watch them in Vegas. That would be awesome. <laughs> I saw the one where the robot flew, like it broke through the plexiglass arena. And it was like a genuine safety hazard for the crowd. That's awesome. I'm learning that like stuff that traditional media thinks is nerdy would just be so fun to do with our group of friends. Like if you guys were a little tipsy. Yeah. If we did Dungeons and Dragons with our groups of group of friends and everyone had a little bit to drink, that would be. We've got to erase the stigma around some of this stuff. Iconic. If we all went to go see Battle Robots and you guys were all a little tipsy. I would get <laughs> so into it. I know. More than an Angels game. More we than a Saints game. I could probably talk you into like painting your face. I, I, you wouldn't have to do much talking, my friend. I would paint my <laughs> face easily. I would do a little pre, pre-research, figure out which robot I was going to die for <laughs> that day. And I would do chest paint of that <laughs> robot. At what age is uh, Xander age appropriate for battle robots? <laughs> Can we take him to go see battle robots? <sighs> like if you get two years from now. You hear on the radio, Battle Robots coming to the Toyota Arena, which is the Ontario one. You going? I'm I'm doing what the McDonald's guy did to me yesterday. I'm interrupting that commercial. <laughs> I'm already on my phone buying those tickets. <laughs> oh, I love it. It'd be so much fun. <laughs> They're incredible. That's a good draft, Ty. They always are. Are you ready for your random movie? You have to guess whatever we're going to call this. I'm so excited. What are, What are the parameters here, Jay? Talk me through well, this. I'm going to tell you the idea. Talk me through this. Speak. This is great timing with the robots because robots are taking over our world. Yes. They're potentially taking my job. Probably not. Uh, yeah. But if they were, it'd be a, thing, a little thing called chat GPT, Ty. <laughs> so I just wanted to go over to is chat. Is chat GPT free? Never as far as it. I know, you can pay for it. But so far, I haven't been asked to pay for it. Okay. So I went over to chat GPT and I want to do themed movie summaries. And I specifically asked it to write a vague movie summary for me. And I'm going to read can you, you give their me, summary. Can you give me the exact prompt minus the name of the movie? I'm giving, I copy and pasted it. Yeah. But each one is going to have its own little twist. So I'm going to tell you, I feel like I, I don't, I don't, I'm going to give you a hint, but if you get it, if it's too easy with the hint, I'm not going to give you a hint next week. We're just going to keep doing this. Okay. You know, this isn't a one week thing. I'm very excited for this. Uh, the hint was just going to be this movie came out. I'm not, I won't, t- how about this? I won't tell you the year. That way it's not too easy of a hint. This movie came out the same year as the first Transformers. Okay. That feels like 2008. Iron I'm Man, final gonna... guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even get to say it. 
And I told – because you could do some funny things with ChatGPT. Okay. So I told it to write me a vague summary of this film in the theming of a Optimus Prime monologue. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, you know what you have to do now, though, right? You're going to make me talk I'm gonna like make you. I'm going to make you do the entire monologue as Optimus Prime. <laughs> How was I doing it earlier? I don't know, but it was so good. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it again. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to feel like I'm back at the theaters. <laughs> In the dark. Does that? No. No, no. Just keep it going. You'll In find it midway. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm going to laugh. We're going to have to cut this podcast 20 times. In the darkest day. <laughs> <laughs> this is such bad radio. In the darkest dips of the <laughs> eternal struggle. <laughs> Why do I don't even sound like him anymore? I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I lost it. Oh, no. um, in the darkest depths <laughs> of the eternal struggle between light and shadow, a tormented spirit emerges, <laughs> bound by an otherworldly pact. A solitary figure, infused with an internal fire, traverses a desolate landscape, fueled <laughs> by a burning desire for vengeance. As ancient powers clash and cosmic forces converge, destinies intertwine, revealing the intricate web of a timeless battle. In the heart of this enigma, a solitary flame <laughs> flickers. What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> the, key, the key to salvation. Okay, so hold on, I'm going to restart that sentence. In the heart of this enigma, a solitary flame flickers. The key to salvation of eternal of eternal damnation. Oh my god! And there's one more sentence, but the last sentence gives it away too much, so I'm not going to say oh the last sentence. Oh my god! <laughs> Look, all jokes aside, I think I I think I got it. <laughs> you it think so? Feels like it came out around the same time. You're real high on Nicolas Cage. Uh huh. I'm going Ghost Rider. God damn it! Why'd you get it right away? I'm fucking going Ghost Rider. <laughs> Why'd you get it right away? <laughs> You shouldn't have gave me the year. I was locked in on the year. No hints next time. I, it's you want to keep doing this? What was the last line? Ghost Rider rides <laughs> once more. His fiery path ablaze with secrets that could shatter the very fabric of existence. What an oversell of that movie. <laughs> I know. Well, in case the Optimus Prime one was bad, I did another one, which I think you'll really enjoy. Same movie. Oh my god. Oh, I'm laughing so much the back of my head hurts. Oh my god. You could you'll instantly know which fictional character this is supposed to be written by. Are you ready? Yeah. This is how it starts. Okay. Family. <laughs> it's all about family. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even have to read the rest. That's Dominic Toretto. <laughs> uh, read it to me in your Dominic Toretto voice. <laughs> How does Dominic Toretto talk? <laughs> family. It's all about family. In a world where darkness lurks... Okay, now pause and take a sip of a Corona. <laughs> In a world where darkness lurks around every corner, a lone rider emerges from the shadows, his soul ablaze with fury, bound by a pact with the devil. He races against time to seek redemption and protect those he holds dear. But as rubber meets the road, he discovers that his journey is entangled in a web of ancient powers and supernatural forces. With his foot on the pedal and the engine roaring, he must confront his inner demons. There's no pedal on a motorcycle. <laughs> it's a handle. He must confront his inner demons and face the destiny 
that will either break him or set him free. Ghost Rider, a ride like no other, where burning rubber meets burning souls. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Oh, my God. So, um, you got it first week. I'm a little upset. I love that. We're still doing that. That's a blast. <laughs> the character might not always uh, relate to the movie review, because some movies, there's just not a, there's not a classic character like Optimus Prime, but... Um, That's good. <laughs> I love the family. It's all about family. Which is hilarious because there's just no family in the Ghost Rider movie. He is such a lone, lone soul. He has a girlfriend oh my God. that he like just met or something. Well, yeah, the first <laughs> Vin Diesel's or Dominic Toretto's his family. It's all about family, and then Optimus Prime calls him a solitary figure. So, <laughs> oh man, that was a blast. I'm glad you liked it. Had a good time. I can't believe I nailed that first one. <laughs> I don't know how I got it. There was a lot of talk about burning do- desire of vengeance. And- yeah. I think vengeance. I think the word vengeance. <laughs> oh, my God. That was wonderful. What are we- I know I already mentioned it, but what are we reviewing next week? Next week's The Flash. Um, currently sitting at a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes for the early reviews. People were hyping this up as the greatest superhero movie of all time. Who? James Gunn? Um, different like Marvel reviewing people or not Marvel, I guess, but comic book reviewing people. People really going to say that after Spider-Verse just came out, said it was incredible. They were saying that before Spider-Verse came out 95% audience score right now though. So people are enjoying it. Look, it's gotta be a good movie if they still move forward with it, with the just serial criminal Ezra Miller at the front of it. Yeah. Yeah. There was some discourse I didn't like on social media. People were, like, mad, rightfully, that Ezra Miller was being promoted, but then we're also saying, like, y'all better not get mad at Jonathan Majors if he keeps his role. And it's like, how about let's not justify one person potentially doing criminal things just yeah. because another potential criminal. Like, how about they just both don't get the – it's not like, oh, well, he got it now. I just didn't like that. It was the classic, like, MCU fan. Yeah. But no, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, let's just not let bad people be fucking filthy rich stars of franchises. I'm, they go and use their money to do reckless things. I don't think Ezra Miller is going to do anything big for a little bit after this, if I'm being honest. I'm but we'll see. hoping never. Yeah, we'll see. Terrible human being. But apparently very good movie. So I'm excited to talk about it. I'm excited to find another uh, movie to give you the summary for. I, I can't wait. I will say, usually I say go out, watch this movie. If you want to tour in it, if you want to download it illegally, I think this is the movie to do it. Oh, so you're fighting Ezra Miller's crimes with more crime? Yep. I don't promote that. I think everyone should go see it legally. Mm, I don't think you have to on this one. (laughs) I'll say it. Okay, Ty. (laughs) In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.